So this is the observance night, and uh, I always like to uh, this sense of everybody together on the observance night. The, the sangha assembles every one of them. It's nice when it happens. <laughs> <coughs> Because this sense of uh, communal spirit, the sense of unity coming together as a community uh, is uh, very helpful to all of us, this sense of support and uh, unity of the Sangha, just in this, just on an observance situation. So easy to to live one's life in a you know not recognizing or not really appreciating the 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 way we can support each other in the community and so it uh, this is one way is by everybody putting forth the effort to come together for the evening puja for the meditation, for the Dhammadesana. And even though, you know, sometimes people don't particularly like it or value it, it's also a good reflection of that uh, we sacrifice our own particular uh, feelings for the welfare of a community. Like the Sangha has a uh, it, like when we take refuge in Sangha, we put in Sangha first before ourselves, our own personal feelings or wishes or desires. So this take this is an act of maturity where we we can uh, you know it to be. I don't feel like coming. Or I don't want to come. Or I don't get anything out of it. Is still the sense of someone uh, very much seeing everything, uh, the value of the life and the tradition and the community for their own benefit. Or to put it in terms of, of uh, self-sacrifice. How to support a community <coughs> in ways that are particularly, you know, not, that may not seem all that practical or that one's presence isn't particularly necessary. And it's true, you know. It doesn't matter if, if people don't want to come and don't feel like they get anything out of it. It's, it's not like uh, a great trauma or a great uh, loss to the community. But it also... Uh, loses the community loses its sense of of this sense of communal coming together of physically assembling for an act of worship an act of reflection uh, of supporting the the communal life of uh, a Buddhist sangha. I'm always, uh, you know, regarding uh, morning pujas and evening pujas, these are, you know, and you've been doing it for 38 years. <laughs> uh, you go through various stages of love and hate and uh, towards it because it's, uh, you know, one can get inspired and enthusiastic and also 
uh, feel tyrannized by it. Or, uh, one can also find so many kind of excuses to to not come, or to, or then we get into a compulsive feeling that we should come, and we feel guilty when we don't. Or we form opinion, well, it's not necessary, you know, it's uh, the Buddhist time, they didn't have evening, morning and evening pujas, <laughs> and therefore, the Buddha didn't do it, I don't have to. And can one take a view like that? So one can support any kind of viewpoint that you particularly favor at the time. At least I can. I'm very good at justifying and rationalizing. Uh, but um, in terms of of uh, developing uh, the the lifestyle, to me the the style, the the monastic form includes this. If the it's uh, it, it, when I want to come or don't want to come isn't the point. It's that, that's for the reflective, for the reflection, for the for observing, for witnessing my own opinion or view about it. But then one can get very compulsive about it too, and get very angry, upset when people don't come. So then you, you, one needs to be aware of that, of how attached one is to a particular uh, one's own view about what should be and what shouldn't. So the, in what uh, Ajahn Chandrasi read this morning about practice, Lumpur Cha's uh, reflection on practice, this word is... Uh, is a, it can be a very compulsive word for us. They practice, practice, practice. And then it's easy to go into, I've got to practice all the time. Uh, so that uh, we can feel compulsive and we get views about practice as maybe sitting on a zafu doing formal practice, such as sitting in the temple, walking jongrom as real practice. And so that, that's what we want to do all the time because that's practice and Umpacha said practice, practice, practice. But in this word Bhattibhata, you know, it's the, the, the whole the view of, the, I mean, the whole essence of Buddhism is in awakened awareness. It's not you know, sitting on a zafu all your whole life, but in awareness, which is not precluded by uh, the environment or the conditions that you happen to be in at the time. Whether it's uh, yeah, informal or formal or communal or solitary, and that the awareness is what we're what we're pointing to, encouraging that this awareness, to trust in awareness, in awakenedness, in in a, an honest recognition of the way it is. So, in this, and what one really is feeling at the time, one um, isn't, you know, is feeling happy or sad or lonely or confused or inspired or disillusioned. The oh, practice is, it includes all of this, the awareness of it. Practice isn't in order to, to change anything, to make things something, to try to get something or to achieve or to get rid of anything, but to develop that trust in awareness, whatever you're doing, in your room alone or in the community at work, in uh, drinking tea or in a formal retreat or in just daily life, the flow of daily life in the, in a monastery.
learning how to make the monastic form so that it's something you enjoy doing. Uh, because anything that becomes routine, we, we become bored with. You know, so the morning puja, evening puja, one gets bored with it. Uh, well, you know, it's after when they, uh, after you've learned how to chant and and all that kind of thing, memorize them, and then for a while you just you, you boredom or rebellion sets in. So practice is around that too, isn't it? It's not it's uh, to to observe the way it is, not to think that there's anything wrong with that or make it into some kind of fault or to. Or to believe, you know, the, your your mind that says, "Oh, it's not necessary; I won't bother." But to to observe that, to be the 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 knowing of that is this is the way it is. So the external form is is more for reflection; it's not for conditioning you into someone or or you know trying to to uh, intimidate or, um, you know, get uh, to feel that you should do this and then feel guilty when you don't, but to be able to use the form in order to observe the way you emotionally react to the particular conditions in the present. So in the uh, monastic life, this life of the samana is too, you know, you've got forms, you've got discipline, you have uh, moral precepts, you have tradition. These are forms that we use. And uh, these forms are for awareness. The, uh, the ability to be aware means that we we can be aware of form, of thought is a form, or, or what we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, think. Our emotions are forms, and they begin and end. The, the structures of Buddhist monasticism are forms that we can recognize as forms, conventional forms, that are part of a, of a way of, li of living or an agreed way of living uh, within a community, within a tradition. So then, uh, then the forms are, they're recognized for, for that. They are limited. Uh, they, you know, they're, they are what they are. And then attachment to forms how we attach and identify and uh, bind ourselves to them or then rebel against them, just want to, to deny them, get rid of them, throw them out. Those are the two extremes. So the, the refuge is in the awareness, in the, the, the awakened attention in the present. Because that is formless. That has no form. Awareness is not a structure or a form. <coughs> That's why you can't, you know, when you try to define awareness and describe it, you put, a, you put it into a form. Again, some kind of definition or idea you have of, of mindfulness. And then you try to make yourself fit into that form and in the very process, you're not aware. You lose your awareness by trying to be aware. So this is when we say an act of trust in awareness, that it's not, it's not uh, because it isn't a form, you have to trust the imminent attentiveness of the present. Which, uh, you know, to the the mind that likes forms and wants to define and control, it feels frustrated by that because you, you can't get your teeth into it. You can't, you can't uh, 
pick it up and say this is this is the right this is real mindfulness and hold it out then and prove it scientifically it's like just like balance you know, you know it through the practice of awareness through 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 um, awakening through beginning to recognize realize this is it this awareness is like this so it's it's a recognition like in the to in the third noble truth the realize realize cessation of form so forms arise and cease they they change according to conditions awareness is a constant as a constancy isn't it it isn't created you don't create it it isn't dependent upon a condition supporting it it doesn't it isn't dependent upon meditation retreats uh sitting on a on a zafu uh doing uh formal practices or quiet situations peaceful environments or harmonious communities it's not dependent and awareness is is what's most natural to us whatever whatever the conditions might be thick healthy <coughs> harmony disharmony war and peace then uh, discerning using the panya faculty developing panya is to discern the 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 conditions in this way uh, it's it's not a it's being able to discern uh, the knowing the puto knows the dhamma knows all that arises ceases it's not thinking that it's not projecting the idea of impermanence onto conditioned phenomena but it's a, it's a knowing a direct knowing uh through investigating through witnessing the nature of thought or emotion or perception through the senses the feeling that one is experiencing in the present discerning knows the difference you know knows the arising and ceasing knows the the when something is present and when it ceases uh it knows conditioned phenomena for what it is it doesn't criticize it it's not a critical faculty so it's not judging it and saying uh what should or shouldn't be so in awareness then we're developing discernment and this is the panya developing panya sati and panya uh so it's not you know it's it's not based on standards of of good and bad or right and wrong it's in the the knowing of the nature of condition all conditioned phenomena is impermanent anicca dukkha anatta and that knowing is is not is not a self isn't it one kind as soon as you you think this is me then it's more than that awareness isn't a personal uh uh trait it's not a quality that i can claim personally i know when i know my awareness when when there's awareness is like this there's a direct knowing of awareness discerning is awareness is this and for me then it's this this uh, it has no form it's boundless it includes it's not where when i go into my critical mind then i then i prefer this over that i like 
stillness and silence over noise and confusion. I, I, I like harmony and peace, and I don't like disharmony, and I don't like war. There shouldn't be war, there should be peace. People should be good monks and nuns. They shouldn't be bad monks and nuns. They should keep the vinya. They shouldn't break the vinya. They should conduct themselves uh, like this and shouldn't do those the kind of other kind of things. And, and I know all of that, you know, the, the, how things should or shouldn't be. But on that level, it's an endless uh, struggle, isn't it, to try to, to force the world into uh, the ideals that one holds. Like trying to make a community into an ideal community. I've tried that. <laughs> and suffered enormously. <laughs> because I couldn't do it. You know, the, the ideal's very good. Uh, and... Uh, you know, it's nothing wrong with the ideal, but it was based on clinging to an ideal of what I wanted because I like communal harmony. And, uh, and, and but I don't like disharmony. Uh, so on that person, that's personal preference, isn't it? That's me, tomato. But in awareness, there's no tomato in that. When there's disharmony, there's a knowing. It's this way. Or harmonies like this. Or dislike. When I dislike something, is like this. Or liking is like this. So there's, there's a there's knowing understanding things as they really are. The, the Buddha knowing the, the Dhamma. So that is not dependent upon everybody uh, you know, doing what I, what I like. Or even me doing what I know I should do. There's awareness of the way it is. All that arises ceases. All Dhamma is not self, is anatta. Well, I emphasize this, this trusting or confidence in awareness. Now that's not, not anything I can, you know, I, I, I can't make you do that. This, um, that's up to you to know what it is. So I describe my own experiences of, of awareness, not as expecting you to to uh, have the, you know, to to do what I'm what I'm doing, <coughs> but it's when I talk about awareness, my own uh, ways of exploring and recognizing is more as an encouragement. So there's no technique for it, you know. I can't, can't, there's no technique I can give you, except the encouragement to trust in this very simple uh, ability to pay attention now. And I point to when, 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 when there is this attention, when I'm really in this state of just a bare attention, where mindfulness is not focused on anything, on any object, It's not, it's not looking for anything. It's just in a state of wide open receptivity. It's a relaxed state. You know, you'll find it, it's a sense of relaxing and opening, receiving. 
and that includes both the what's happening in my mind and my emotional state or the contact with through the senses externally includes everything now learning to recognize that so i would you know really pra uh, practice 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 with that this is it affirming this i know that like when this is where i uh, in in with the sound of silence, nada, with this attentiveness, then I I notice this uh, resonating vibratory sound. So there's this uh, this uh, recognizing this, then the then the, uh, there's this broad sense of receptivity. When I stay with this this uh, sound of silence, because it is, it's a cont continuum. It doesn't begin and end. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's just what it is. Uh, you know, one wants to define it or, or um, you know, give it a title, give it a name, give it a, some kind of, um, you know, tech, make it into a technique of some sort. Or trying to, to fix it is just some kind of maybe aberration of the ear. Maybe it's maybe I'm the only one that maybe it's a tinnitus, maybe it's a disease. I don't know, but what it is is uh, to me is is the sign is that which allows me to recognize that continuum of awareness. There's no self. Learning to stay with that sound of silence. Learning to rest in it. Because it's not a creation. I don't create it. So it's not depending on me kind of keep reaffirming it, but learning to rest in it. Then, uh, then that that will allow everything to be what it is because the thinking process ceases. It's not, uh, I don't need to think about it. Just recognize it. But then we're not used to being mindful for very long. So we, you know, and the, and the habits will start bringing up doubts and restlessness and, and uh, you know, we'll wander away in thought. But it's a reference point, learning to, to refer to it, to recognize it in the midst of uh, noisy London or Amravati or wherever you go, wherever you are. In your room or in the, in the, in the uh, kitchen, it's always present once you recognize it. And if you trust it, then you can you can you can actually you know you 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 have a way of of being able to receive your own emotional habits and thoughts, whatever they might be, good or bad horrible, de uh, demonic, saintly, righteous, whatever they might be. Because there's the discerning, the panya, can discern what arises, ceases. The conventional form of sangha, then, that, that, we, that we live in the monastic form, say, then is is commitment to action and speech, to lifestyle, to a way of living, <clears throat> not a way of becoming anything. So that that's the kind of vehicle, conventional vehicle. It helps to, to helps us uh, with awareness. It's a, it's it's not meant to be an attachment or identity, but 
Uh, it's uh, we, in terms of how we act, how we what we speak, then we we can act on that on that which is good and refrain from acting on that which we're feeling is is unwholesome or unskillful. But we have to trust our awareness, not our views about right and wrong, good or bad. Because uh, every situation, you know, things change, conditions change. We aren't always in monastic communities. We have to adapt to uh, the world as we experience it in various situations, such as in, 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 in London, in the London Underground, in the, when we go home to visit our parents, when we're in India or Thailand or whatever this, uh, you know, we, we need to trust our own uh, in, intuitive sense in to respond to specific situations. So monasticism is a, uh, say, discipline, vinaya, and so forth, as an identity, then we, we tend to, we make feel guilty, brings a sense of self-worth, whether it was good or bad, or whether we can, uh, we're strict or lax or whatnot, then we form self, we form opinions and preferences uh, according to our nature. <coughs> so in in, in monastic life, the, the actual training period is learning, learning the form, learning to, to uh, know what it is, so that you, you can, uh, you have it, you know, you, you, under, you have the, the conventional form as a reference point, not as something to cling to. <coughs> This clinging then needs to be recognized, ubadana, like desire and attachment, dana ubadana. Like dana is is a part of this this realm. This is a desire realm. You don't get rid of desire. You don't. You know, we're not trying to annihilate desire or dhanha, but understand it. Dhanha is always a form. You know, it's always, it's, you, you can observe, you can know dhanha is like this. Awareness arises in, when there's awareness, you can, you recognize dhanha. <coughs> so it's not, no longer something you're trying to to uh, judge in terms of good desires, bad desires, and whether I have, I'm full of desires, or I'm full of desires I shouldn't have, or how can I get rid of desire, wipe out desire, but it's in the understanding, knowing, knowing dhanha in terms of dhamma, what arises ceases. So this is the panya faculty, The critical faculty is on about good desires, bad desires, what should or shouldn't be, the ideal, how things should be, how a good bhikkhu should be, good siladara should be. These are, these are uh, the, the critical faculty will go into operating on, on that level, what should or shouldn't be, according to uh, an ideal we have of what's good and what's bad, what's right and wrong. So on that level, we remain just on that level of, of dualism, dualistic thinking, judging. Uh, you know, we, you know, we, it, it's, a, it's a gift in a way that we can do this, but as a refuge, it only leads to more and more suffering. 
No, the world now is in terrible confusion because it doesn't have this wisdom faculty. The, we're, we're, we're very good at the critical function. We know what should or shouldn't be. We know how a good a democratic society, everybody should be free and equal and fair and just. There shouldn't be any corruption. There shouldn't be injustices, di uh, discriminations, unfairnesses, prejudices. Uh, there shouldn't be war. We should have peace. And all this is very good. But in this, in, when, when, when this is our refuge, we only feel increasingly more threatened and despairing, especially as you grow older. When, when you're younger, you do have a kind of conceit that you might be able to fix it. But as you get older and you have enough experience, you, you can become very cynical. <laughs> uh, because uh, all one's best efforts have, have really let one down in a way on that level of trying to, to make everything right, to make everything good, to make everything fair. And then you see in yourself, as you're more aware of your own emotional conditioning. Because it's not based on ideals, is it? Emotions are not ideal forms. But they are what they are. So, so you know, we have emotions, very selfish, even nasty feelings, malicious feelings, wanting to hurt somebody, wanting to get even wanting to uh, punish, wanting to uh, um, get rid of somebody, wanting to kill off the enemy. Want to get rid of the bad people, the disturbing elements, the evil forces and so forth, and desire or even one's own desire, dark wishes for that, that might come up in consciousness. We can become very, and then we start hating ourselves, feeling a lot of self-hatred and disparagement and, and disgust, self-aversion, at, at our own cowardice or weakness or lack of gut or or desire to harm meanness and selfishness we can judge from the ideal position because that's how the critical faculty works emotions they are what they are isn't it? When, when, when something happens and I feel like this it isn't that I can make myself feel compassion and love for all sentient beings as a willful act that, that stays with me all the time, no matter what. That's the ideal. But when somebody uh, starts abusing me, then I feel like this. I don't feel compassion and loving kindness for them. <laughs> the emotion that arises when somebody uh, abuses me is like this. And so then the knowing of that is what I trust in, not in the, uh, not judging it in terms of uh, what I should be feeling, judging myself about because I should be feeling compassion and I'm not, or grasping the emotion and operating on that and wallowing in it and, and, and and holding on to, you've done me wrong, and I'll never forgive you, ever. I'm going to make you suffer, because you've made me that kind of feeling. And you see what, what the, the aim of our life is, the, the, the goal 
of Nibbana is in trusting this awareness, the sati panya, the ability to see things in this way from this position, then then of, uh, it's a transcendence. It's a, and yet it's not. It includes. It's not a kind of above it all feeling. You know, you, I'm willing to feel life. But in that feeling, it's also a knowing, knowing of feeling. Feeling is, is, has a form. It begins and ends. When things end, if I stay with my feelings, you know, if I'm willing to receive my feeling, not judge it, but recognize it, discern it, then it that has its own span and ceases. So that more and more the the, the reality of cessation, the discerning of cessation is like this. And that of course takes patience, doesn't it? To be able to be patient with emotional feelings that you don't like or don't want, that you've spent maybe a lifetime trying to avoid or deny. So then cessation of emotion and thought is like this. And then I'm is uh, you know, it's a to budgetang wei to be experienced individually by the wise. Now wisdom is not doesn't mean by wise individuals. You know, so you might not, you might conceive yourself as not being wise. You know, on a personal level, you think, well, I don't have any wisdom and self-disparagement. But don't believe that. Wisdom is, is your natural state, you know. It's, it's not anything you don't have. It's learning to use it, to, to, to rest in it, to, to know wisdom. So to be known individually by the wise doesn't mean, well, maybe uh, so-and-so can do it, but I'm so unwise. <laughs> That's, then that is, the, that is the critical mind again operating. So whether, you know, how you feel about yourself, whether you feel you're wise or not, you can be aware of that. If you think you're really not wise, don't have any wisdom, it's like this, feeling... I lack wisdom is like this. Now there's a knowing, isn't it? The thought, I don't have any wisdom, comes and goes in consciousness. And the awareness receives it, doesn't judge it, doesn't say, oh yes, you do have wisdom. You're <laughs> not trying to convince me. I don't try to convince myself that I'm wise. But the more I trust in the awareness, then wisdom <coughs> is natural to this state of awareness. It is not, not created in some kind of gift that I have as a person or an individual. So the, this awakened, the Bhutto, the awakened one, that which is awake, Puru, the one who knows. These are the, the Bhutangs are Nangachami. Uh, all this is about just this awareness is a refuge. Refuge of knowing the way it is. And so, in terms of this realm, the sense realm that we live in, the feeling, it's all feeling and sensitivity, isn't it? It's, this is the way it is. Know, know this. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing that, that should or shouldn't be because it's like, like this. Having a human body, having eyes and ears and senses and, and emotions and 
memories and all the rest is like this. Being a human being is like this. Human body is like this. This sense realm. It's knowing it in terms of Dhamma rather than in terms of ideals of how things should or shouldn't be. So in, in the awareness then, it receives the sense realm. The sense realm belongs, you know, it's part of, it's, it's this moment, the sense realm is like this. But that which is aware of sense transcends the sense. It doesn't, it's not a denial or a, or a, a dis destroyer of sense. It's just, it's the, that which is aware of sense is the deathless or the Nibbana. So it's uh, so that they were not trying to annihilate. It's not annihilation of desire or of self or of of uh, sensory experience. So I'm not trying to annihilate sexual desire or anger or greed or or uh, demonic forces. Or we're not trying to promote angels over devils and and take sides, but to recognize. So in this recognition of the way it is, then we, we no longer create karma. We no longer, you know, act in ways out of ignorance and blindness and habit. Our actions then are based on wisdom, on spontaneity, on compassion, understanding, loving kindness. not as ideals anymore because from this wisdom uh, then, the, then these, the, the Brahma Viharas are the way we respond to uh, the uh, contingencies of life as they move and change, arise and cease. So in the it's, it's just this encouragement to, um, you know, don't, like samadhi is, is on when you go into a form. So you, you concentrate on an object. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and that can be very skillful. But if, if one is always concentrating on objects, then, uh, then, uh, one gets one just goes from one object to another. So, so just recognize the difference between sati and samadhi. The the sati is uh, doesn't have a form. It's uh, ground zero. It's it's infinite. Has no boundary. You can't find it as an object, but you can know when it when when there is mindfulness. And then, then samadhi can come from that, because then you can go to anapanasati or, or um, you know, focus on loving kindness or metapawana or on a candle flame or a casino or whatever. You know, then, then the, that to use a form to restrict you know, to move into some form that had for the result of that form. Like in the developing jhanas, they, they come through relinquishment, not through will. You know, so like for piti sukha, you need, you know, you don't get piti sukha by trying to make yourself get it. So, you know, there's uh, rapture and, and joy. Vitisukha comes from, is a natural state when we're, 
when we're letting go of things. You know, I find the more I trust in this awareness, in this stillness that I sense through the sound of silence, there's a kind of joyfulness that comes. I don't know how to describe it, but a, uh, an inner sense of joy that isn't, that isn't like, you know, being happy or anything. So it's, it's not like, uh, it, it's, it's natural to that state. The, the awareness, pure awareness, is, is also, you know, in the emptiness, the re- reality of emptiness and non-attachment, I feel this, this, uh, this sense of inner, inner joy, peacefulness, that, is, that I don't create. It's not, not something I, I'm trying to get hold of or make happen. So in monastic life, recognize that the, 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 the ideal of contentment, contentment with little, you know, your, your life as a samana isn't for attainments, achievements, getting things, making things better, and that, but being content with what, with little, with the requisites. It's in gratitude, in the sense of uh, this, because we're alms mendicants, this sense of gratitude for the kindness, the generosity, the goodness that extends to us that from the uh, lay community, from each other. So the contentment, gratitude are supportive. You know, the piti sukha then comes quite easily because of that. It comes out of, out of that sense of, of contentment and gratitude rather than out of me trying to get the jhanas me trying to get samadhi as some kind of personal uh, attainment. You know, on a personal level, you know, I've been through that, wanting to get the jhanas because I want to feel like I'm getting somewhere as a person. You know, I wanted, I put a lot of effort into the practice, willing to sit for hours and practice and concentrate and and I want to feel that I'm getting something out of it. 38 years now. You know, I want to feel I've really gotten something. I haven't wasted my life. That's the personal, that's the, the personality. So, um, that, you know, doesn't, you know that, you know, you begin awareness of the personality can't be trusted. I can't trust my personality. It, it lies to me all the time. And it's full, and my personality is based on like and dislike and views and opinions and habits. So it's, it's not something that I, that I, uh, you know, really uh, would ever want to Regards a refuge. When I do it, it takes me all over the place. Like a leaf in a storm, I'm blown about by conditions. But in knowing the personality, the in awareness, there's no personality. But personality can arise and cease. You know, what I feel, what I want, what I what should and shouldn't be. I can, I'm aware of this as, as, you know, me, mine, what I want, what I don't like. I'm aware, there's awareness of me, of me as a person. That awareness then, once you trust in that awareness, that is the refuge, not in the person, the personal uh, conditioning. So I find a sense of, of uh, 
of ease, of, uh, you know, the result of, of this life, in a sense of ease, trust, confidence in the awareness. And, uh, and, and this is, comes from awareness, not through me attaining anything. You know, it's the result of, of uh, developing this, or developing this, this way of awareness and trusting in my own, in the experience of it as I, as I recognize it within the limitation of, of uh, I find myself in, in this physical form or this personality, these emotional habits. I don't see where they've changed that. Well, I've gotten physically, I've gotten old. Emotionally, I feel much more, you know, aware, not so frightened or so intimidated by my own feelings anymore. Views and opinions, personal habits I can recognize. And that's through awareness, through the practice, practice, practice or the butty-butt, or the trust in awareness, whatever, in whatever situation you find yourself. So in the monastic life here, you know, whatever you're doing, you know, use it for what, how do you really feel, you know, not, not as a criticism of yourself or others, but just it's like this, feeling lonely, feeling on love, just like this. Feeling disappointed and disillusioned, just like this. Feeling uh, inspired and, and uh, dedicated to the holy life, just like this. Feeling um, you want to disrobe, just like this. <laughs> It, you know, so it's all part, you know, it becomes part of the, the path. Doubt about, you know, oh, I'm sure there's a, you know, I could develop a lot better in, if I went to Thailand or can't really practice at Amravati. It's like this. <laughs> or, uh, you know, does Ajahn Sumedho know what he's talking about? Is like this. You know, so you really, you know, use everything. You don't have to believe me. But an encouragement is to, to recognize what you are feeling is the way it is. I mean, doubting uncertain is like this. Full of inspiration, confidence like this. Full of disappointment, disillusionment, resentments like this. So the discerning, discerning is, 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 is willing to, to feel these emotions but not, no longer grasp them and be, be pulled and influenced by them but it certainly feels them. You're not kind of just distancing yourself like not feeling anything. You're really willing to feel but your trust is in the awareness of feeling not in the identity with it. So in... Uh, the, the sati then is to, to, to this is sati then this is mindfulness this is awareness and the feeling oh, I'm so disappointed and upset by the way people act is like this and then awareness is is, is, you know, is not a critical, is, but is recognizing this, these, uh, these kind of emotional uh, experiences we have. They're very much, uh, you know, part of the, of the path. You know, we, we, have, we learn from it all, from the good and the bad, the successes and failures. So I offer this as a reflection.